position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, and welcome to episode number 79 of the Best Linux Games podcast, being recorded for you on Friday, uh, well, 2016, 04, 29, Friday, uh, at 1519 Pacific Time, that would make it 326 uh, Pacific Time, for those of you who, like myself, are not military time compatible. Um, we have just, I mean, this is, this is going to be a crazy show, we're going to try to knock this out for you as fast as possible but we have a huge feature that was like wow last minute we got to talk about tome raider coming to linux yesterday holy shit but before we go any further let's do our top stories um first of all we have to lead off with a correction last week's episode the uh one recorded at uh, linux fest northwest uh the audio accidentally calls it episode 79 Last week's episode is episode 78. This week's episode is the legitimate, the definitive episode 79. Um, 
just to keep that straight. Otherwise, if we don't keep that sort of stuff straight, I start to lose my mind. When I start to lose my mind, the whole fucking system goes crazy, and Ivor Molina, crack engineer, hi Ivor, over there in the booth, he is left in control, and he does not drink enough whiskey to keep this ship on an even keel without running off the tracks and mixing his metaphors. You don't get a hole-in-one first time at bat. You know what I'm saying? Okay, that's right. So, this is episode 79, The Legit. Um, just real fast, uh, I'm back from Linux Fest Northwest. Had a great time. It was somewhat stressful. Um, the whole f- losing your phone for, you know, 30 hours is a thousand dollar phone and it's my lifeline to the rest of the world when you're on a trip that's gonna be five days and it's, you know, um, you know, you want to connect with people via Twitter and shit. It was really stressful, and it it wasn't until basically the plane touched down in Las Vegas that I realized, oh, yeah, okay, that whole episode kind of left me totally out of my mind for the rest of the trip. But I met a lot of really cool people. Um, as always, it's just such a great event. I heartily recommend, uh, if you are on the West Coast next year, Bellingham, Washington, Linux Fest, Northwest, Come and say hi, meet, greet, um, and converse, uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, cavort and commingle with the other people from your planet. It's a fabulous event and, uh, the people there are always fascinating. Got to say hi, spend some, uh, catch up time, our yearly little catch up, um, with, uh, Chris Fisher. Chris Fisher of Jupiter Broadcasting. Fortunately, Alan Jude was not there. He had to do a talk in Germany. Um, I wanted him to sign my ZF- ZFS mastery. Uh, but, but, oh well, there's always next year. So anyway, um, gobs and eat peeps, you know, blah. I didn't get anyone, uh, on Mike, um, about, you know, Linux gaming, cause basically we were talking about other, you know, topics in free and open source, Linux, etc. So, um, you know, that's something for next year. I do have a questionnaire that I wrote up that I really would like to get, uh, at least, you know, 15 people, um, to, you know, I'd like to walk them through it, uh, and get them on air. Cause just, you know, Linux users, uh, concerning, uh, gaming on Linux, um, just cause I think it would be super fun. Um, you know, however it turns out. Anyway, so that that's that's all we got for our top stories this week. Um, our new and noteworthy. Uh, we only have two titles this week. Uh, one of them being Tomb Raider, which you're going to hear me rant about <laughs> a lot this episode. I know, Ivor, we we might be, we're going to go about forty minutes this week. Um, Thirty of which will be about how awesome Tomb Raider uh, is. Um, but the other title that I want to mention is in early access. It's called The Culling, C-U-L-L-I-N-G. And it's basically the Hunger Games, um, but it's a standalone Battle Royale kind of Hunger Games game. It is fucking super fun to play already in early access, runs great on Linux. It's very pretty. It has um, some performance issues in the menus, um, but they're not devastating and the overall game is very stable and plays online it's completely seamlessly integrated blah you know you it has a 
check out the videos for it. It has this simplified crafting system. Each mi- each time you play the game, it's 20 minutes and only one person will survive out of all the contestants. You all spawn on this fairly large island with all of these different types of technologies that you can build, improve, upgrade, lots of strategizing, lots of stealth, incredible sound, very good graphics, and is surprisingly addictive to play. But all of that pales in comparison to this week's feature, Tomb Raider. So let's let's do that. Um, oh, and yeah, I know I promised a review of Honey Camp Studio, but got to clear the decks. So here we go. So let's get straight to our feature this week. Um, highly unorthodox. Um, but absolutely necessary. Uh, we are bumping everything. I've cleared the decks for, uh, for this feature this week, which is not a review, but it might as well be. Um, last night it came to my attention that Feral Interactive, uh, purveyors of hardcore, excellent, excellent, uh, digital entertainments for the home computer, um, makers of Mordor and, uh, the XCOM games, amongst other titles of supreme awesomeness. Uh, the Feral Interactive's 2013-ish reboot of the Tomb Raider series has come to Linux. So, I couldn't really believe it when I saw it on the Steam page, so, of course, I bought it, and uh, I sat there in stunned amazement as I downloaded it, installed it, and then I ran it, and I had never played the Tomb Raider 2013 um, reboot of the highly vaunted... Uh, series, which I once pirated back long before it was fashionable. UUE encoded <laughs> straight from Usenet um, at blazing 14 kilobytes a second. Um, low those many years ago. I want to say like 20 years ago. Fuck. This is like ooh, Windows 95. So I never played the 2013 reboot, which is a whole... New ball of wax. But I had played the original first two games, and I really, really liked the first half of the original game up until the point where Lara Croft, instead of guns blazing or um environment navigating, you know, like uh tomb raiding, instead of any of that... All of a sudden, she's relegated to pushing giant blocks around in what is obviously a puzzle that is designed by the developers to be, um, un- what do you call it? Uh, just, um, unobfuscated. It's not even like, uh, it wasn't even presented as like, uh, there was no, not even the thinnest veneer of, hey, this could happen in a temple or this could happen in a tome. No, this was just like, okay, well, here's 45 minutes of absolute abject frustration while you are forced to manipulate giant blocks the size of you, which 
you would never be able to manipulate in the first place, first of all. Second of all, why the fuck they would put a literal puzzle inside of a tome, um, you know, makes no sense. Totally destroyed the game for me. Um, a couple years later, I played a little bit of the sequel, um, and basically have spent all of the intervening years hating the entire series. As one reviewer put put it, uh, I think this was in PC Game World, um, I don't have the actual copy, this is just straight up from memory, I swear to God. Um, someone reviewed the Tomb Raider 2, uh, and the, the most memorable line, which totally echoed my sentiments at the time, was, quote, how, well, it was, the reviewer remarked how he shuddered at the thought of the programming, uh, time and effort spent to get her ponytail, meaning Lara Croft's, Lara Croft's ponytail to move, quote unquote, just so. Um, and so I've spent the intervening years, you know, completely content to exist in a tome raiderless universe. Um, until last night. So I booted, so I couldn't believe it. I, it doesn't say that it actually runs on Linux, um, on the store page, but I, I bought it, downloaded it, installed it. Could not believe it installed. Then I, then I ran it. I did not stop playing the game for 10 hours straight. It is, first of all, let's just get all the preliminaries out of the way. Sure, it's from 2013-ish. Um, it is one of the best. I'm exactly halfway through the game, by the way. It is already, the game could end right now, by the way. And this would just be doubly true. It is one of, it's in my top five adventure games of the last 18 years. Um, right above it right now is Prince of Persia, uh, Warrior Within, which is my personal pick for greatest modern adventure game, um, and possibly greatest adventure game. Now, what do I mean by adventure game? Okay. Well, first of all, let's, let's differentiate Feral Interactive's 2013 reboot of Tomb Raider from the original series. So, like, if you know anything about the original series, this is, like, the Batman Begins. You know, like, Batman Begins is, like, way darker than, like, the, um, the, uh, the Michael Keaton and, um, oh, God, you know, Danny Elfman music. Who the fuck directed those? I mean, I can't believe I can't remember who directed them. Anyway, Batman Begins, way darker, way more serious, you know what I mean? That is exactly the tone of Feral Interactive's Tomb Raider, which runs magnificently on Linux. But here's the cool thing. This is not your akimbo 9mm um super hot, super confident Indiana Jones, but with supernatural, you know, um, and a pair of tits, Lara Croft from the original series. This is 
like a, I would say a 19 year old, maybe 22 year old Lara Croft who weighs maybe 118 pounds, who from the first 45 seconds of this game, which is, I mean, bam, like, you know, you, you, you jump into the game and there really isn't, um, a cinema sequence, you know, that's longer than a mouse fart before you are actually in control of Lara Croft and she is getting the shit kicked out of her. This theme continues throughout the entirety of the game. And by when I say getting the shit kicked out of her, I mean this in like the best and coolest way possible. The same way that like any male protagonist, like, you know, in a really dark, um, adventure game would get the shit kicked out of them. Um, you know, we're talking steely resolve. Also, a little bit of vulnerability, but she is in control. She's uncertain of herself, more or less, basically because from the from the second you press start, she is getting attacked. She is getting drowned. She is dodging shit. It is... And it's not like the, um, Tomb Raider. It's not like, um, this Tomb Raider where, uh, wh- wh- where, where you feel like everything is certain. There is this magnificent, um, you really get a sense of, of Lara, Laura Croft. This is like her first adventure, more or less. Um, you really get a sense of, how this is shaping her in to the what you know the 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 character that will you know later in in I, I imagine further iterations of the the Tomb Raider reboots will become that that um supremely supremely hardcore just like um if you've seen the uh, uh if you've seen Casino Royale the James Bond reboot where they basically it goes into very what do you call it um it presents you with the material and the story and the events that ultimately by the end of the movie bam there you have James Bond and that James Bond is a fucked up guy this is a fucked up Lara Croft. Lara Croft, Lara Croft, whatever. Um, and she, she's very smart, very resourceful. Um, and ultimately, in your hands, she becomes, she does these insane things in this game. You do them with her, and you experience them with her, and you see what would actually go in to the making of someone as fucking badass as, you know, the Lara Croft that, you know, um, eventually she'll become. Furthermore, it's, it's a magnificent game. It is absolutely magnificent game. 
Beyond that, it is the single best looking game I have ever played on Linux. It is majestically impressive visually. In fact, I'll go even further. I will say that I got into a conversation with Mr. Jeffy Weiss uh, via text message as I was playing around like fucking six o'clock this morning. Jeff and I go way back and, and I won't go into how I feel about Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, but um he loves it and I am not a fan, <laughs> to put it lightly. Um as I've a you know, as I've stated in print, um in columns and reviews and features, um both as a critic and etc. Anyway, the one thing about Metal Gear Solid 3 that you can't take away from it, and which is kind of a source of constant, constantly infuriates me, is that Metal Gear Solid 3 is one of the most beautiful games ever made. And it pisses me off that I, I feel that, that all of the attention to detail, and especially the rail shooter sequence that makes up the last 45 minutes of the game, along with another sequence that I won't tell you about, um, are two of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in a, in a video game. Um, that, you know, I've been able to play through. And two of the most exciting, well, the rail shooter sequence, even though it is a rail shooter sequence and it is wasted in this miasma of, you know, <laughs> nonsense that is the story of Metal Gear Solid 3 with the bad translations and everything. Um, it, it's also one of the most exciting, um, and just technically spectacular, <coughs> um, things I've seen in a video game ever. It's taken a long time. As much as I hate that game, I still have to begrudgingly, well, not even begrudgingly, like just that's a fact is a fact. I've always maintained that those sequences and, uh, the work, the visual work in that game is a technical marvel. <coughs> and also an artistic one. Um, it's been a, it's taken a long time for me to find a game that matches the incredible, incredible visual and level design and blah, as <coughs> especially that rail shooter sequence, that happens several times, and it's happened several times already. I'm exactly halfway through in uh, the 2013, in Feral Interactive's 2013 Tomb Raider reboot. <coughs> We are talking, well, okay, so here, here's, here's the deal, and then, uh, and then I, I guess I'll shut up about it. Um, but I, I mean, like, it has been forever. So what is an adventure game? Now, when I say adventure game in this context, I do not mean a point and clicker. I don't mean an inventory based adventure game. I mean an adventure game. So. What separates an adventure game from a first-person shooter or from a shooter? From a survival horror? From a puzzle game? And from just a straight-up static, you know, uh, you know, basically, you know, point-and-clicker inventory-based, um, adventure game, such as, like, uh, you know, um, the good old, uh, the good old days of, uh, Roger Wilco and, uh, uh, King's Quest and, uh, Day of the Tentacle and Maniac Mansion and Sam and Max at the Road. 
What do I mean by adventure game? I mean an adventure game is it presents it's action oriented but it's not necessarily combat oriented generally speaking um the geography the level design the environment the environmental hazards and the way in which you navigate both the environment and the way you choose to handle your enemies or engage in your in, engage your enemies um, and manage your inventory, like, you know, like, uh, actually, you, you know, your ammunition and, you know, uh, your skills or, you know, your, you know, your grappling hooks or whatever. Um, all of that takes a primary role that is much greater and more emphasized than raw combat. It's not a first-person shooter in, like, the Doom sense, but there is a lot of combat in it. Or some combat. Prince of Persia Warrior Within, Prince of Persia Sands of Time, the original Prince of Persia, and Prince of Persia 2 for the Apple IIe are great examples of this. Ultimately, for me, an adventure game has... In, in, in these combinations, sure, there are some moments that are possibly scary. Um, there are moments where, or sequences that are heavily scripted. Generally speaking, though, it should present you with a, a real sense of, no matter how linear the game may be, it should present the player with a real sense of being there, and of one key quality, and I've said this <coughs> for over 13 years now, swashbuckling. Forgetting all of my arguments about free will in video gaming and the illusion of free will in video gaming, swashbuckling is what makes an adventure game an adventure game instead of a survival horror game, and instead of a puzzle game, and instead of just a straight-up, you know, point-and-clicker, you should feel excited and absolutely with the character, and it should be cinematic. It should make you feel like you are playing a movie. Very few games have accomplished this feat. Um, most notably, you know, that leap to my mind, Prince of per Persia Warrior Within, um, and Prince of Persia Sands of Time, both did excellent jobs of this. Uh, but it's been a long time since. Also, you know, there, you know, it can be a first-person shooter. I mean, like uh, the the um, Dark Forces, Dark Forces Jedi Knight, Dark Forces Two Jedi Knight, you know, blah blah blah. Those games, unbelievable uh, amounts of swashbuckling, unbelievable adventure games. Even though they were, you know, first-person shooters more or less, the environments that you navigated were spectacular, difficult, complicated, um, challenging, cinematic, exciting, and uh, the combat realistically it's not an afterthought, but it is secondary to the swashbuckling that you're going to be doing. You want to be leaping from one thing to another, and you want to feel like you're there, and you want to see it in a way that makes you feel, and you want the controls to be perfect, and you want the visuals and the environments to be absolutely stunning. It's been a long 
fucking time since I have seen a true adventure game in that mold. Tomb Raider, I'm 10 hours in, 11 hours in, 48% of the way through it. Tomb Raider is already in my top five adventure games of the last 20 years. It is an endless, oh God, and such a joy to play. But you really get involved with, with Lara, Lara Croft, Laura Croft. Um, you really feel for her. The environments are unbelievable. The, 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 it all takes place. She gets shipwrecked at the very beginning. This is no, I'm not going to spoil anything. She gets shipwrecked on this, like basically Bermuda Triangle like island at the very beginning. Um, and this entire island is this shipwreck jungle menagerie. It's one, it's like the whole game is kind of like Indiana Jones meets the, uh, TV show Lost meets, um, the, uh, the, the viscera and really graphic, horrific violence of like Jean-Claude Van Damme slash, uh, Patrick Swayze slash Arnold Schwarzenegger films of like the late, 80s to mid 90s like we're talking really really graphic graphic violence um and that's you know and that's not even just the cinema sequences does like i mean when you shoot someone in the fucking eye with a flaming arrow or when lara croft misses a misses a, a jump as she's sliding down you know the side of a mountain and gets impaled through her throat by a pike um you see this, and it is just, oh god, it's awful. Um, it's, it's really cool. So it's all of that combined with, um, a touch of big trouble in little China, but without the joie de vivre, without like the, the, um, happy-go-lucky sense of humor. This is a, this game takes itself very, very seriously, and by at least, you know, 10 hours in, I am floored and am taking it totally seriously as well. Um, it does a great job of uh, getting you to really care about the characters and sends you just fucking sidelong through this horrifying, awesome, amazeballs jungle adventure, the, you know, the likes of which, you know, they should make a video game out of it. Oh, wait, they did. It's called Feral Interactive's 2013 Tomb Raider reboot, now available for Linux. It runs on my machine, which is kind of a souped-up machine, but blah, it runs... uh at 180 some odd frame maximum, uh, the benchmark, uh, was like 228, but the average I think is like 180 some odd frames. It's generally, technically it is generally unbelievably smooth. There are some camera angle moments that are a little glitchy, but I'm, I don't know if they'll ever be solved or what, but they are few and far between. They don't do, they, 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 they don't detract. The game is so spectacular that, that even as frustrating as some of them may be, um, you won't find yourself like getting stuck for like an hour on any of the. There's like I, I think I probably out of ten hours so far. I think I've probably hit like seven weird janky camera angles. Um, 
each one like maybe you know five extra minutes of gameplay you know trying to figure out how to get the camera to you know blah but those are a small sacrifice in comparison to the unbelievable quantity and quality of basically open-ended more or less open-ended um just a completely cinematic it's unbelievable how this game uses the camera in terms of the environments especially like the non-scripted environments it is a fucking visual masterpiece and the the actual like level design is i've never seen anything like it um it's something you know i can't i i mean it, it the levels will blow your mind um the quote-unquote puzzles, that's the other thing about an adventure game. The puzzles, if there are puzzles, they should be in line with the geography. Like, they should be the kind of challenges that you would expect to face in, you know, whatever sort of, you know, crazy tomb or temple or, you know, supernatural crazy shipwreck island place. You know, they shouldn't be like, ah, look, here's a fucking five-ton block of granite. Let's... Yeah, and here's 78 of them. Let's move them into the correct sequence. You know, just like the ancient Incas used to do. You know, or whatever. Nothing like that. It is spectacular. And every single moment visually... um spark. Oh, God. It is a breathtaking game to behold. And the character models are fucking fantastic. The voice acting is absolutely, you know, you couldn't really ask for anything more. The story just clicks along and keeps you on the edge of your seat. Um, you know, it's, 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 it, and the brutal, I mean, like, literally, like, you instantly start empathizing and really rooting for Lara Croft, even if you, like I, came away from the series forever ago just you know shuddering like that uh that that one um that one reviewer in that one magazine uh commented about uh Tomb Raider 2 shuddering about all the detail that went into making Lara Croft's super sexy ponytail move just so um this game oh man and Furthermore, I'll just say this. Uh, I just want to add this one last thing about this game. You will, I haven't, male or female, I have not, and generally I don't get into, I don't, um, what do you call it? I don't, uh, I don't, um, I don't have like that anime fanboy tendency of, you know, really falling in lo- love with my, uh, female protagonists in my games. Generally, like, you know, they're, you know, I generally get behind, uh, male protagonists easier and more readily. Lara Croft in the 23rd, in Feral Interactive's Tomb Raider, 2013 Tomb Raider reboot is one of the best heroes I have ever played as male or female and uh <laughs> by the time that you think that you have are about to beat the game just when 
I mean, like, it, it's thrown so much shit at you, you can't imagine that it could take it any further. That's when you realize that now you are playing the game. <laughs> oh, it's a magnificent achievement. And I, oh, and it has multiplayer, which I can't fucking believe. Um, and it runs fantastic on Linux. So, once again, Feral Interactive. Oh, out of the park! Tome Raider 2013. Uh, it's 20 bucks. I, you know, it, <laughs> even though it came out in 2013, it might, it's a strong contender right now for my game of the year. Um, you don't play, you don't play m- more than, you know, eight games like this in your life. In the history of game, in the history of video games, there haven't been too many games that are this, this fantastic. That's a great word for it. It's a fantastic game. So, I highly recommend it. So, uh, let's, uh, <laughs> can you tell? All right, let's, uh, you know, get on with it. the rest of the show. We'll wrap this up. Uh, hopefully, I know, Ivor. I know. Hopefully we'll get, we'll, we'll knock out the rest of it. Get you out of here in uh, under 45 minutes. I just, I, I can't say enough about Tomb Can you tell? <laughs> oh, and one last thing about Tomb Raider. I wrote a little poem about Tomb Raider. I don't know what to call it, um, other than, uh, a croft, uh, Terminator 2013. There's a light in the forest. There's a face in the trees. Uh, Tom Waits. Uh, so here's my poem. Oh, be careful. Those so sure they are the demons in this gnarled, windswept night. Spawn of hell or otherwise. Something worse than infernal demons moves through the twisted shadows. A croft is among you. Woven into the branches and the rain, and upon you, like lightning. <laughs> yes. So, let's uh, do the deals real fast, and we'll get out of here, and, uh, yeah. Um, okay, so we only have two deals this week. We'll do it sans music, because I want to make this fast. Um, first of all, is a game I haven't played, but looks insane, and is also notable for having the worst... Um, copy for its uh, Steam store description. This is called Bitardia. B-I-T-A-R-D-I-A. It's 25% uh, off at $5.24. It didn't actually have a date <laughs> saying when that sale when that discount expires. So it may or may it just kind of goes with the flow of the general Bitardia um, <laughs> design ethos which <laughs> just check out the store page and read that copy for Batardia. And then, uh, perennial favorite of the Best Links Games podcast, one of my favorite games, favorite shooters, you know, of the last, of modern, modern times, Painkiller Hell and Damnation, which runs great on Linux, um, is 75% off now through May 2nd at $4.99. Other than that, go get fucking Tomb Raider if you haven't played it. Um, and don't, don't, um, there are lots of surprises in the game, at least so far. I, I haven't beaten it yet. Um, so 
try to be sensitive to spoiler alerts um if you go hunting for videos uh tomb raider i we have a six minute uh it's our it's our video best linux games podcast youtube video of the week it's you know www.bestlinuxgames.com it's a six minute uh just moment that kind of it's a firefight but it has absolutely no spoilers and it's not it doesn't reveal any of the super exciting sequences you know blah 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 um but it does kind of show off how fucking gorgeous the game is and how incredibly lifelike and real feeling and um awesome a character awesome awesome a realization of a character this iteration of Lara Croft is both as a model behaviorally and uh graphically and everything else in between so check that out and uh that'll do us i will catch you next week which hopefully we will have time to do a full review of uh honeycam uh, <laughs> which I, I, I've had so much, Honeycam Studio, I've had so much fun playing that game. Anyway, cheers, keep the Linux gaming on. My goodness, man, the best looking game I have played on Linux ever. Tomb Raider, fucking Feral Interactive, they know how to fucking make games. Check it out. <coughs> Later it is. <laughs> The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.